1: Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything.
3: Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? In the season's worst conditions, winter tires are a game changer. They elevate traction, control, and confidence. They sell only the best, like the full line of hand-cooked tires. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to your one of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be.
0: This is the best of two pros in a couple of Joe with Lavar Arrington, Brady Quinn, and Jonas Knox on Fox Sports Radio.
3: It is an honor to be able to do this show on St. Patty's Day with one of the most famous Irishmen in all the land, Labar Arrington. Yeah. I mean, what a what an honor this is! Uh, it is two pros and a cup of Joe here, Fox Sports yeah. Radio. That's more, like it. Yeah, That's more like it. That's <laughs> more like uh, it. We are going to take you all the way up until nine a.m. Eastern Time, six a.m. Pacific. Right here, Fox Sports Radio, the iHeartRadio app, wherever you are, making us a part of your St. Patty's Day. We appreciate you doing so. It's great. Quinn, it's Lavar Arrington, it's Jonas Knox. How are we feeling on a St. Patty's Day? Has anybody started to drink yet? How does this whole thing work?
4: I'm just curious. I don't know. Uh, I think
2: it's
5: a little early, unless, well, I guess this could be late for you guys, depending on how you If,
2: if I tell the truth, you'll have to hit the dump button. I guess that's how, well, it, that's no, how this listen, works. Well, no, it's
3: fine, you know? You sure? Looking out for the well-being of everybody one, on sure. the show.
5: One, one day a year. One day a year you get a pass, Lavar. Today uh, is that day, my day. friend. Yeah, you yeah. call in sick from work. You do whatever you can if you're out there listening, to just go and have yourself a good time. All right, me lads,
3: <laughs> go out and have
5: yourself a good time, me lads. And what yeah. is it,
3: Baileys and coffee? Is that the morning drink uh, for uh, for yeah, the Irish? Yeah, I mean, you go or...
5: Baileys. I mean, some people just put in some Jameson and they call it a day and they get it started. You know? <laughs> wait, wait, other that... people have a Guinness. You know, here, here's the thing. You know, it, it is funny how culturally it's viewed. Everything's viewed so different over here. You go to Europe and it's not just Ireland, but other other countries. People will have a drink whether it's breakfast, lunch, whatever. It's, it's not viewed the same way as it yeah. is here. They don't even like, have a
2: drinking age.
5: Yeah, I mean it's it's we it's amateur hour over here with how we view drinking. Now, and, and we tend to abuse things, <laughs> um, which which is our fault. <laughs> but the reality is is it's not viewed quite the same. I remember being over in Ireland, and we were on a, a ferry. We we're doing this like tour with my my wife and her family. And there's a bunch of these old little ladies. They're all sitting around there having their babies and coffee at nine AM, all chatting it up, all having a good time. And it's it's not like they were getting hammered. They're just having a drink, going out, having a little tour, having a little girls' day. It was nice.
3: Uh, I mean, it just... sat uh, down with them, started talking. You know? I, I can't Please, even begin to think that that's a normal everything. And, and look, maybe we do... Uh, it is amateur hour around here, but I can't imagine just sitting around going, what do you guys feel like doing? Oh, let's go get a Bailey's and coffee. Like, I Just, they, just the, the thought would never even Why occur to not? me. So I know... Well, you're, not, like, you're, not, you're, not, you're not a big
5: drinker
2: anyway. So. Rum chata works that's out insulting. too. Have you ever tried rum chata? Rum,
3: is rum, ch- is rum uh, Irish?
5: No. No. It's not.
3: I mean, it's not.
5: Sorry. Isn't Bailey's rum? Uh, I mean, I, I don't think the origin of rum is is Irish. Oh, yeah,
2: like, I don't know. It's it's Viking. The origin of
3: rum, is Viking. <laughs> so so not. Yeah. So so rum not. Comes, a... Rum comes from the Caribbean. Yeah, it's a, yeah. is it Caribbean uh, more so yeah. or uh, Vikings well... of
2: the Caribbean.
3: Yeah, well, I mean, listen, uh, you know, there, there's clovers. I'm sticking with it. There's clovers everywhere, uh, but you know what? Uh, speaking of, how's that? <laughs> hey, he said it. I didn't say it. How, uh, speaking of um, of the Irish, uh, it took until and this was pointed well, Brady's out.
2: Brady's daughter jacked it all up. It was supposed <laughs> to be way easier when she picked Rutgers. Got, no, she. Pre-
5: yeah, she. She or, ended up or, actually picking Notre Dame. She okay. wanted to. I would not let her. She right. got coerced but, into it. How about them Irish? Yeah, huh? let's yeah. Go.
2: But again, her being swayed away from what her original pick was going. <laughs> to be. There it is.
5: There yeah. it is. Let me let, hear it.
3: Yeah.
0: <laughs> let me hear it. <laughs> Did play you? With that let me
5: ask song. you this. Did you guys see the Mike Brave post game press conference? Uh,
3: was he still sweating?
5: Uh, He he was. Well, he was sweating. When when you play in a double overtime, the first time I believe they've been to the tournament since 2017, but you get a win, and now you go take on Bama. And I'll tell you, here's here's why I like their chances against Bama. Bama with Nate Oates is the type of team that just, if they have a bad shooting night, you're winning. You're winning. Because all they do is shoot threes pretty much. That or layups. And so if they catch them on a bad shooting night, even though Alabama's been a better team, they got a shot. I'm telling you, this team is scrappy. They're putting the fight in the fight in Irish. I love it. I, love I, it.
3: I needed uh, – see, I was uh, pot committed to Notre Dame because I think I have them beating Bama in this next round, so I was yeah. sweating that out two overtimes last night, even more so than Mike Bray. By the way, Bray seems like uh, the complete opposite of Brian Kelly uh, for, for uh, yes. some reason. would <laughs> that would, just, that uh, would be <laughs> a, a
5: fair – just a great a great guy, a great dude, a guy you want to have a drink with, which it was very apparent given his post-game <laughs> press conference – or uh, not press conference, his post-game. Um, interview that he was going to be having a drink on their way out to San Diego now to play Alabama.
3: Yeah, that's uh, it's a lot of fun. That was uh, that was a hell of a game. Uh, and then um, you know, I listen. I thought uh, you know maybe Bryant in the uh, the oh, early yeah. game was going yeah. to uh, you know with the How leading uh, the leading score in the country. How about them apples, hey, huh? uh, Sloan Squ- uh, Sloan Quinn. Uh, easy for me to say. Uh, what is she? Three and one three so and far one. on the tourney. God. Her
5: dad's four zero. Oh, she's three and one. I'm telling you, uh, this could be a dangerous <laughs> way to slide that slope. in. By the way, yeah. <laughs> that you're leading uh,
3: her in the standings. That's good. Yeah. Huh.
5: She's got to know. She's got to know that Daddy's you know, st- still number one. So yeah,
3: it uh, it
2: happens. Um, and- she's going to get her pick, though. See, she's going to win with that one. There's going to be that one that nobody saw that she chose, and it's
5: gonna, <laughs> San Francisco. It's gonna she's going to win everything, everything like Three up. or four games in the tournament. It's yeah. yeah
3: is San Fran? Was it Elite Eight or Final Four? She's got them.
5: I think she has them to the Elite Eight because uh, I, I believe they're in the same region as Baylor, and she has Baylor going to the Final Four. Like, so, I swear to you, I did not tell her anything. I would just ask her matchups. She's got three of the one seeds going to the Final Four. I, can't, I have to go down and look at what her sheet was because we do old school, old school, too. We write it in. Uh, but she had uh, Kansas, Baylor, Gonzaga as part of her Final Four. I was like, all right, that's, that's pretty good for knowing nothing. Like, I'm trying to explain the sport to her, let alone what's, what the name of some of these teams are.
3: Yeah, I was gonna say if you go uh, if you go mascot, that's usually where people make their picks. Like, uh, right. th- there's yeah, a- I, I
5: wasn't I wasn't doing that. I, I wanted her to just to listen to the name and then pick whatever one she was feeling in her heart.
3: Hmm. I mean, uh, do you think uh, these guys that jump from the NBA or jump from high school straight to the NBA, like I wonder if LeBron has some regret just from the standpoint he didn't experience at least one NCAA tournament. I I think it's absolute bananas. It's uh, the most fun time, especially Thursday and Friday. And we talked about it hinted at a little bit the most difficult just in the sense that if you're a number one seed, what's the advantage? like really like there's no home court advantage you can play in a region but it's not really a home court advantage you you play well all year long you don't really know who you're going to match up with until very shortly before so it's a crash course in trying to prep for these games like it, it's why i think of all the sports easily the most difficult uh, as far as winning a championship, which is why guys who have won multiples, like Mike Shashevsky and some of these other guys, all credit to them, because this is an absolute nightmare, I, th- I, I would think, to get prepared for, if you're one of the players or one of the coaches on these staffs.
5: You were one of the first people to kind of bring this to my attention when we were talking about it, and the more I thought about it, the more I was like... Yeah, what good is it being a number one seed? Now I know, besides Virginia, who lost in what 2018, I believe yeah. that's the only number one seed to lose to a 16 seed in the first round. So uh, you know, history is on the side of the one seeds, but you know, regionally, what they're they're closer to their school, but it, it's not it's not like you're in your own home environment in your own home court, so you don't have that feeling. Which for anyone who's played basketball uh, to any level, you'd realize when you go to unfill your unfamiliar environment shooting becomes odd because of how the space is behind the hoop, how it may feel behind the hoop and just the space of the of the gym in general. Um, and so it takes some getting used to sometimes the court, the way the ball bounces, all those little things. That's part of it. You don't have that home field uh, advantage. If if you're far away and your fans aren't traveling, cause they don't know how long you're going to be there. So it's just, it's a really, really difficult format to ultimately determine who is the best team in college basketball. And we don't see in any other sport. Like, what other sport has a playoff system where there's not some sort of home field advantage and that top seed for the regular season or I guess even the, the conference championship postseason is able to take advantage of it? There's really not. And, and I, I think it, it's it's an incredibly difficult task, especially when you think about the game of basketball. And it only takes, like I was just talking about with Notre Dame and Alabama, that matchup coming up now, it only takes a bad shooting night, yep. and, and you could be in trouble. <laughs> I mean, it's not it's, – it's not, I mean, I, I, re- I remember being a Browns player, and we used to go to this um, school, Baldwin-Wallace. It's a D3 school really close to where the Browns facility is, and so as you can imagine – When you've got guys like Braylon Edwards, okay, who's doing, like, windmill dunks, and we had other extremely athletic players, guys who played basketball, we'd go out and play pickup games with these kids who played on a D3 basketball team. You know who ended up winning the majority of the time? The Baltimore Wallace kids because they were lights (laughs) out. I mean, these kids were lights out shooting, and it was frustrating because, like, you had to play good defense – Otherwise, like you, you work. I mean, you had to get a hand in the face. You had to play good defense. You had to hope they missed a little bit, and you put pressure on them. Otherwise, you're going to lose out. And, and that's how the tournament works out. You can get a team on, on a hot streak, or Sister Jean's kind of blessing them with the holy water. Yeah. Next thing you know, they're playing in the Elite Eight, the Final Four.
2: I love it. I love it. I love. Th- I love that about the tournament. That that there's the unexpected. You have to deal with all of the the unexpected. You know environment environmental changes i mean to me whether they whether they should be considered to be the best whether the circumstances calls for them to be the best i like the fact that you have one tournament that that puts you in a situation where whoever can can figure it out like even if you have a bad shooting night uh, as a coach you always say you got to find a way to figure it out and if you can't figure it out you're going to lose and if you lost then you weren't the better team that night and you have to accept the fact that if there's games ahead then you try to figure out why you lost if there aren't any games ahead you got to see the the importance or or how critical it is to not to not let the game get away from you because you know there is no tomorrow i just you know I kind of like it. I, I like the entertainment
3: value of it's it. It's chaos, absolute chaos, and also you guys know better than me. What's the class schedule like right now? I mean, oh, do, they do don't they... have
2: to do classes right now. That that this, the, the, they are supposed to focus in. On their job. Well,
5: I mean, so they got hey, focus uh, in on their Penn job. That's Penn State, bro. I'll put it this <laughs> way: they, they focus no, in Notre on their Dame job. doesn't give two craps about that. <laughs> I will promise you right now. I never had one instance where someone said, "Oh, it's okay. You don't have to do that. You can move this." Never once. Not in a bowl game scenario. Not in the course of a season. Never. So I can you're promise in class, you. You're
2: during bowl games, though.
5: Uh, you're on. Uh, we break. have finals, bud. We have finals during bowl. Like during December? bowl practice and preparation, yes, December. You go all the way up, or at least our schedule went all the way up until F, yeah. easily the we second if not third F week that. of December. No, nah, we weren't in school during during. Well, were you week. on quarters? What system were you on? We were on yeah. semesters. We did semesters, I believe. Yeah. We went all the way through. We would basically be through bowl practice and all that until – uh, not quite Christmas, but we'd be taking finals and all of that late into December.
2: Yeah, no, not not at Penn State. <laughs> so we, were, we were out so, of school by then. So,
5: so I can promise you this. With some of these schools, these kids are still taking classes. They still have work to do. Now, they might be able to work something out um, just because, again, they don't know. I mean, they, they don't know if these teams are going to go on a run and they left and thought they were only going to be away for one game and then they're gone for two weeks. You know, You never know how that works out, but – um, you know, if they're, they're they usually times up with spring break for some of the schools. For others, though, if they're in class, like that's just part of it. They're trying to make up work in the meantime. I can promise you, uh, at Notre Dame, those kids aren't getting a pass. It's, mm-hmm. It was never like that for me. I mean, I, I've told you this story. I remember Tyrone Willingham riding around on rollerblades, coming to uh, make sure that we were in class, <laughs> like physically sitting in <laughs> class, Wait. checking on everyone. Wait, yeah. what?
3: Rollerblades? I, I swear to
5: you, my freshman year, we had this bio <laughs> lecture. It was a biology course, and I think it was Professor Bender was his name. It was like a, one of those 300-person big auditoriums, and I remember looking up, because someone's like, hey, coach is here. And I like looked back up at this big auditorium, and there he is. Helmet, elbow pads, what? everything. Rolling it around. He was like rolling, rollerblading in throughout the halls to, to check off. He yeah. had, uh, he had yeah. a student manager checking to make sure everyone in our freshman class was in this class that was supposed to be. Yeah, we were in trouble.
3: And no, Nobody had the decency to give him a 10-speed? Like, he couldn't give him a bike at least? He wanted to. It was his thing. He wanted to.
5: Because he wasn't going to be able to bike literally into um which that was debardo hall he wasn't gonna be able to bike inside there but he could
3: rollerblade through those halls i don't think you've ever told that story oh, on the air God. wow good it for him like great 80s 90s movies <laughs> <you had> <laughs> had rollerblading. Yeah, yeah hell yeah man
0: be sure to catch live editions of two pros and a cup of joe with brady quinn lavar errington and jonas knox weekdays at 6 a.m eastern 3 a.m pacific on fox sports radio and the iHeartRadio app
3: People at O'Reilly Auto Parts are your one-stop shop for all things auto do it yourself and you can find what you need in-store or online. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit them at oreillyauto.com/2pros. That's oreillyauto.com/2pros.
0: This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge.
3: Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh my, look at that, he is!
1: And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win! Unbelievable! When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
0: From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip.
3: Right now, the star of this segment is none other than Albert O'Brier, a senior NFL reporter at the MMQB. You can get him on Twitter, at Albert Breer. Albert, what's happening? Happy St. Paddy's Day, start of the NCAA tournament. How are we feeling?
4: Well, thanks for saying happy St. Patrick's Day to me. Um, I'm, a, I'm a little bit more than a quarter Irish,
3: so mm-hmm. big day for me. That counts. There you go. Yeah, Listen, all right, counts. Albert. You're going to be count. full
2: Irish by the end of the day.
3: You know, <laughs> all them pubs, you know, pubs and such. Hey, uh, Albert, what's uh, from people you talk to? How are we feeling about uh, Deshaun Watson? Is uh, Does anybody have an advantage, or is it still the wait and see?
4: Yeah, you know, I, I think the the four teams that are involved are all pretty serious about it, and I, I, uh, you know, I, they, they've they've all done their homework. All four of those teams have had their security people on, and a couple of those teams have had private investigators on the ground in Houston, you know, for over a year. And you know, obviously, they wouldn't have been allowed permission by the Texans if they hadn't made serious offers. The Panthers are the one to me where there's pressure from ownership to get it done. And they've been sort of locked into this for a long, long time. And so if you asked me, like, who I think is making the most serious push for Deshaun Watson, it would probably be the Carolina Panthers. I don't know that at the end of the day they're going to be the one that Deshaun's going to pick, though. Like, I think if there are, you know, I think if there's one team that has the most to offer from a football standpoint, it's the Cleveland Browns. And that's where I think it gets a little bit complicated because I don't think the Texans, if everything is equal, want to trade Deshaun in the conference. And so, you know, I think all three of those teams are. I, I think that the the Saints, the Browns, the uh, you know the, the the Panthers are all very very serious about this and have put their best foot forward. The Falcons were a little bit of a late comer to the party. It's just because of like the. I think that the moving parts here, where you have the trade compensation piece of it, what the Texans want to do as far as where they want to place him, and then where Deshaun wants to go, um, I think it's, a, it's, a, it's, it's, it's complicated, and I think all four of these teams are still alive. And I put, like, I put the three ahead of the Falcons right now, but we'll see what happens.
5: So what happens with uh, Baker Mayfield now? It seems like no matter what, if Cleveland gets Deshaun Watson or not, they're moving on from him, or maybe he's moving on.
4: It feels that way, Brady. You know, I I think coming into all of this, they they had a plan to go after Deshaun Watson when the season ended, but I, you know, I think that they were hopeful that maybe they'd be able to thread the needle, right? Like, and that they would be able to explain this in a in in a in in, in a logical way to to Baker Mayfield, where they say this is a unique opportunity, where we have a 26-year-old quarterback who's under contract for the next four years who's been a top five quarterback in the league. So this isn't a shot at you. This is just a very unique opportunity that's landed here. Uh, But you and I both know how Baker was going to take that. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, he doesn't think, I'm sure in his head, he's anything less than Deshaun Watson. And so, you know, I think from the beginning, this was always going to be like, how does Baker react to it more so than how the Browns see it? Because I don't think the Browns would be totally out on Baker Mayfield if he were able to handle this a certain way, you know, after what happened the other night with the message, whether or not we've reached the point of no return, I don't know, but it certainly feels like it's going that way now. And so, you know, if the Browns don't wind up with Deshaun Watson, you know, obviously they're going to have to consider whether or not it's, 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 it's at all manageable to have Baker as your quarterback in 2022. And if it's not, you know, then obviously they're going to have to go down the road of looking at at potential options like Jimmy Garoppolo um, that might be out there.
2: A.B., i, I got to do it because we're talking quarterbacks. And it seems to be obviously enough teams looking to fill either a need in terms of maybe the vacancy of it or possibly even just trying to move on from who they have, you know, like a a Ryan, you know, it was reported that Kaepernick wants to get back in. It was, they showed the video at this point. If an NFL insider reports on it, you know, just, just by the trade, you, you tell me, was there, is there any type of validity from any teams on the inside that could be interested in that possibility or is this just, you know what, it's something to cover. It's the off season and it'll get clicks.
4: Yeah, I just I mean I, I Lavar, I, I just don't know that it's gonna happen. I mean Seattle would be the one where you would look at them and say, All right, like they've actually shown interest before and Like, they've done their homework on him, and they have an opening now, Um, and they are the type of team, if you look at their history, to take shots on guys, you know? Um, And they've taken these – they've taken shots on guys who've been out of football before. Um, You know, you you guys can remember, like, Brian Banks, you know what I mean, like in his story. And so, like, if there's a team that was going to do it, it would be Seattle. I just think the way most, for right or right or wrong, I just think the way most coaches and most executives look at these sorts of things is, I just like if you if you're if you want to bring extra attention onto yourself, you're going to be doing it for a great player, you know. And with backup quarterbacks, a lot of the time, like you want the guy to just blend in with the furniture. And I'm not saying it's right or wrong. But, like, in in most cases when teams are looking at who they want to bring in to, to back up their starter, it's a guy who can be a resource to the starter. It's a guy who can come in and play in the same system as the starter. You know, it's a guy who can be maybe a resource to other players in the team. And it's a guy, for the most part, that nobody's ever going to notice. And, you know, unfortunately for Colin Kaepernick, because of his story, that's not really what he is. Um, and if he goes somewhere – He's going to bring a lot of attention with him, and there's going to be a lot that goes with having him on the team. And, again, for mo- for better or worse, I think most coaches and executives will look at that sort of thing, and if they're looking at Co- Colin Kaepernick versus, you know, whoever it is, you know, as, 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 as a backup quarterback, as, like Chase Daniel, they'll say, well, give me Chase Daniel because Chase Daniel isn't going to bring anything extra with him. It's just going to be a player on the team. And again, I'm not saying that's right or wrong, but I'm, I think over the last couple of years, as this thing has sort of calmed down a little bit, I think that's you know a big reason why you wouldn't see Colin Kaepernick on a team.
3: Uh, Get him on Twitter at Albert Breer, Albert Breer, senior NFL reporter at the MMQB joining us here uh, on two pros and a cup of Joe Fox sports radio. Uh, We haven't talked to you since this came out last uh, Sunday night, but uh, Tom Brady is back. I know when we were talking during uh, later in the season, you got the sense that, yeah, it feels like the way he's talking about retirement. This is it. So, I don't know if the question should be what changed in the time since he retired or what forced him to retire to begin with. What are you hearing from people in and around Tampa?
4: Yeah. You know, there's part of me that wonders guys, if he wanted it to look forced, you know what I mean? Like, um, you know, I, I, I think there were some frustrations at the end of last year for him. Um, and, like I think that those frustrations probably existed over the two years in Tampa where he was used to doing things a certain way. And it was sort of on him to create those. Wow. That was loud. It was, it was, it was on him to create some of those things, um, you know, in Tampa on his own, you know? And so like, you know, I think for him, for him in this, in in that situation coming out of um, coming out of it, like, I, I think he wanted to look at all of his options and I don't think he wanted people sort of hovering over him in the six weeks following the season. And so, whether or not that was seeing if Tampa would trade him somewhere else, if there was opportunity somewhere else, if Tampa would make any sort of changes around him, um, you know, I think that was a huge part of it. Like, and being able to do that without having people, you know, asking, is he in, is he out for six weeks, I think that was sort of the idea here. And, you come back now, and it uh and 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 I think at the combine you know Tampa made it very clear, and i don't think it was any mistake that they were very they were very forward about it. We're not trading him it take first five first round picks to get him out of here we're leaving the light on for him. All the messaging that came out of the combine was if Tom Brady's going to play again in twenty twenty two it's going to be for the Bucs. I think Brady came to the realization it was going to have to be in Tampa, and because of the amount of free agents that they had, he knew well, if I don't make this decision now, then a lot of these guys, the Carlton Davises, the Ryan jensens those guys are going to leave. And then if I want to come back, I'm going to be walking into a much worse situation. So I think Tampa sort of effectively made it clear to him, if you're going to play anywhere in 2022, it's going to be here and it's going to be for Bruce Arians. And I just think it took some time for Brady to come to peace with that part of it. Um, before deciding he wanted to play, and he knew that he had to make that decision ahead of the start of free agency, or else he 'd probably be working it walking into a much worse situation
0: for himself.
5: Albert, quickly from me, you've got some really good free agent players who are still out there on the market. Tron Armstead, for example, uh, to the best mm-hmm. of my knowledge, not much of a buzz around him. I know he's had a hard time staying healthy. What's the thought on him? And then Allen Robinson, a guy who I'm, I'm really high on, um, doesn't yeah. seem to have the market that I think he thought he was going to
4: have. Yeah, you know what I think part of it is, too, Brady, is like if you look at a lot of the top names this year, they're third contract guys, which is unusual, because normally the guys who get, you know, the big paydays and free agents or free agency or at the top of these lists are second contract guys. Um, and if you look down the list of guys this year, the two guys you mentioned, Allen Robinson, Teron Armstead, Chandler Jones, Von Miller, there were a lot of guys this year who are third contract guys, who are older guys. Those guys have already made their money. And those guys ha- those guys don't don't have to feel like I got to jump when somebody offers me the kind of payday that I've been waiting my whole life for. And so, you know, I think for those guys, that group of third contract veterans, those guys have the freedom to sit and kind of survey the landscape and talk to teams and maybe take a little bit more of an old school approach to free agency. So I think that's why Chandler Jones and Vaughn Miller took a little bit longer to come off the board because they felt the freedom to take, to be patient. And I think these two guys, Teron Armstead and Allen Robinson, are sort of in the same boat. Um, Robinson is going to be interesting. I don't know if the market was quite there the way he wanted it to be. And he's still just 28 years old. So could he take a one-year deal somewhere, go play really well, and then come back at 29 and, and, and take another swing at it? He does have the option to do that. And then I think with Armstead – a big piece of this is seeing what the Saints wind up doing at quarterback, and if they wind up with Deshaun Watson, I think he winds up back there. If they don't wind up with Deshaun Watson, I think other teams have a good shot at landing him. So I think Tron Armstead's in one of those places, but one of those places where again, like he has that that freedom to wait to see what's happening, or wait to wait wait to wait to you know, kind of talk to teams about things, but there's also the freedom to sit there and see what's going to happen with the team that he's been a part of. And whether or not they're, they're they're able to land the big fish at quarterback,
3: uh, Albert Breer. Uh, quickly before we let you go, uh, any a lot of young whip, whippersnappers out there that uh, maybe aren't as uh, you know not they're not up on game as Lavar likes to put it when it comes to uh, St. Patty's Day and how to celebrate. Uh, any tips for the, the young crowd out there on how to properly celebrate a St. Patty's Day from all your years of uh, investment into the holiday?
4: Yeah, just be careful about. Like, be careful about your start time. I would say, because if you come shot out of a cannon at like 10 a.m., that can create major issues for you. I got a good story for you guys. Like I, there was a there was a St. Patrick's Day. Uh, this was in my 20s. When I woke up on, I woke up passed out on my couch with McDonald's fries all over my chest, and I looked over at the clock and it was 8 p.m. So. <laughs> You guys, I'm just, Um. I I, I was told, I was told that I had pulled the Irish exit at the bar, which I guess was
0: appropriate, right?
4: (laughs) And somehow I had made my way to McDonald's and got home and taken a nap and woken up and it was only 8 p.m. So... Be careful about your start time out there, kids. This is a long time ago. Those days are behind me. But be careful about your start time. Uh, hold on Good now. Advice. Were you
2: Good done advice. at eight, or did you rally yeah. and go back out? See, eight is still that sweet spot time where you slept it off. You you brushed off you, br- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you brushed Puken off you you brushed off the old French fries and and all that stuff. Yeah. And you looked around and you said. Time for round two.
4: <laughs> that's what we used. Hey, hey that—that's what we used to call a double header back in the yeah, day. Uh, so far. Oh, wow. Yeah, Oh wow. Okay.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Nothing wrong with a double yeah. header, sir. So. Oh, yeah, man. and
4: I—I may or may not have participated in the nightcap that night.
3: Yeah. <laughs> uh, get him on Twitter at Albert Breer. <laughs> Albert, always appreciate it, man. We'll do it again next week.
0: All right, thanks, guys. Have a good one. Right.
3: Uh, nice. There he is, uh, the great Albert Breer.
0: Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific.
4: Hey, I'm Doug Gottlieb. The podcast is called All Ball. We usually talk all basketball all the time, but it's more about the stories about what made these people love their
0: sport and all the interesting interactions along the way. We talk to coaches. We talk to players. We tell you stories.
3: Right now, it's time for this.
0: News. Turn on the news. Let's go to the news desk. What's the
3: good news?
0: Here's Brady Quinn.
3: Yeah.
5: Uh. All right. It's obviously one of my favorite days of the entire year, St. Patrick's Day, for those listening. Happy St. Patrick's Day out there. Uh, Everyone's Irish Day, so Aaron go bra. But uh, some New York bars, which obviously the city of New York uh, tends to put on one fantastic show. Uh, apparently, in one particular article I'm reading, they're preparing for green vomit. Yes, green vomit, as there uh, there will be plenty of beers out there, uh, bars that are dyeing the beer green. So I'll ask you guys, have you had green beer before? Yes. yes. And have you experienced the after effects?
3: Yeah, it's uh, – I'm not a big fan, uh, just the food coloring inside the green beer. And also, from uh, working in a bar, like, you get that in, like, your uh, your the, your fingernails, and it, like, stays there for, like, a, a day or two. Like, it just yeah. – uh, it's not uh, not the greatest thing in the world. Uh, yeah. I was fine. Well, okay. You I mean you, mean,
2: you didn't – you weren't peeing green the next day? Uh, no, there were – I mean, I was fine. I mean – the app side effects of that, yeah, I, I mean, I didn't, you know, come out, you know, come out of my face with it. I didn't puke or anything, you know. Yeah, that's all I was saying. Are you I was a, fine. Are
3: you Irish car bomb fans, big fan of an Irish car bomb. i do an Irish yeah, car bomb. I'm not a yeah. fan. I, I will do it one. No, I'll do it
2: today.
3: One and that's yeah. that. Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. All right, good. I'll do a car bomb.
5: Yeah. All right, right so uh, yeah. yeah. how about we uh we move on to a former athlete who dropped bombs, Mike Tyson. Yeah. Um he he's uh, he's selling a new line of cannabis gummies and they're shaped like a bitten ear in a nod <laughs> to uh oh, wow. I guess his most notorious moment in the ring, which is yeah. sad to say, yeah, but it, man, can you imagine can you Imagine if
2: uh Jeffrey Dahmer was still around? I mean, I don't know what that the correlation to the, that in Mike Tyson. Well, would eating be, flesh, you know. Well, I get, I, yeah. I, I mean, I got what you were thinking. I just don't understand why you verbalized it. That that was all.
3: Well, I mean, Mike Tyson's, you know, making a buck off uh, biting some guy, uh, you know, piece of flesh off a guy. You know, I yeah. mean, just figured, you know. If, if, I mean,
2: uh, I, I'm sure a lot of people are going to buy the half-bitten air gummy. To, yeah. to experience feeling like
3: Iron Mike. Now I don't, yeah. I don't, I've never smoked <laughs> weed before. I don't know. I've never taken a gummy, obviously, either. Okay. So, are there different like, yes. like levels of like yes. uh, before? Yep. Yeah, there yeah. are different. <laughs> yeah. Like uh yeah. some that are like I just uh, figured
2: I'd save you from that, Q. That's all. That's all that was. I just figured I save anybody else that was from Yes, there are differences. Okay. I've read that. Yeah. I've seen I, it on television. I watched I, by the Friday. Way,
5: I completely can I tell you recant the story of when I watched that fight. I was uh I, my my uncle was like what sixteen, seventeen years older than me, so he's almost like an older brother. He's had a huge impact on my life. And at that time, I was there at at his place. He had a bunch of buddies over there watching it. He went irate. He called pay per view, or I guess the cable company, to say he wasn't paying for the fight because they were so mad that the fight ended because of that. And then their guys were saying it was fixed, all this stuff. I just, I just remember as a young kid watching it, being being almost as entertained by their reaction to the bite as anything else. And as a kid, I was sitting there thinking to myself. Well, I get that. Like, he was in a fight. He just wanted to bite the guy's ear. He was so mad. Like, that's how I justified it. Like, well, looking back on it, it was kind of odd. Well,
3: and also, Tyson He just couldn't beat him. He, well, there's that. But Tyson's claim was legit. I mean, he was getting headbutted the entire fight. I mean, Evander Holyfield was using his head the entire fight. And he was frustrated. And he complained about it, and there was nothing happening. So he said, you know what? Let me just spit right, out my mouthpiece somebody, and go. <laughs> next time somebody hits
2: me in my head, I'm, I'm going for their ear. All
3: right. Oh, man.
5: Um, well, let me just say this. I um I should be careful on this show because we, we've mentioned a number of things about the Ukraine-Russian war. And uh, you got to be careful what you say about Putin. Yeah. Uh, there was a Russian model who he happened to trash Vladimir Putin and, uh, on social media. And she's been recently found dead in a suitcase. Oh, wow. So,
2: wow. Yeah. wow. Yeah.
5: You got wow. to be careful about what you say out there. I believe um, she referred to him as a psychopath.
2: Oh, wow. Okay. I mean. And then just came up uh, traveling. Yep. Was it too soon for that? Was like, it too uh, soon to say that? Like,
3: just came up uh, traveling. Yeah, like, just, just like <laughs> ready to go. Like in uh, the bag. How did they? Uh, who found it? Was it like well? One of the apparently,
5: hops? apparently, her her boyfriend is actually confessing to this to what had happened. But there's some conspiracy theories out there, Jonas, that I'm sure you love, that are kind of saying otherwise.
3: Well, I mean, listen. uh, Happy St. Patty's Day, everybody. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah, come uh, yeah. on. You
5: end on that note? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm just
3: saying. I mean, was the suitcase green? I mean, oh, uh, it, uh, actually wow. okay, it actually I'm was. It actually was. Listen. Oh, oh, my god! Gosh. I'm trying to keep with the, the thread of the show oh, here. Berto, the theme, oh, Berto, you guys. Oh,
0: my god! <laughs> Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.